Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? <laughs> it's 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 going okay. It's going good. What's good with you? Uh, where are you? I'm in D.C. in my hotel room right now, charging my vape because it died. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm charging. I'm charging it so that I can, you know, use it on the rest of my travels. And what are you doing out there? In D.C.? Yeah. Uh, I mean, protesting, but I'm also here for a charity event. I'm I'm emceeing charity events across the country right now. So tonight, I just did a charity event in uh, at the D.C. Improv, and it went really great. And tomorrow, I hop in an Amtrak train, and then I land in New York. And then the day after tomorrow, I will be in New York emceeing another charity event. Wow. Uh, so it's cool. It's good. It feels really good to give back. That's so great. It's all you can do right now. It's so interesting that you're in D.C. with all of the craziness that's going on right now. And I know you and I would normally be doing this sitting across from each other, but uh, we didn't get time to record an intro for the guest that we have today who came through on short notice because of all the insanity that's going on in the world. Um, Buck Angel came over and uh, we had a really fascinating conversation about uh, what's going on in the world with trans rights in America. Fuck yes. So I went to the White House for the first time ever today. I've never been to the White House before. I've never seen it in person, only on postcards on a fridge, you know, owned by a mom. And to see the White House in person felt incredible, but also made me so fucking angry right now. So I'm so glad that your um, your co-host today is somebody like Buck, who can, I, uh, I, I feel like, speak really well about hopefully how I feel right now in, in a way that is like directly affecting all of us. It's, it's, I'm, I'm happy that you two got to do this together. We really missed you um, and did have a pretty fascinating conversation and knowing, knowing that we, you were there and, and like going to the white house. I mean, did you see some protesters who were uh, out in full force against this memo that's been floated by the Trump administration? Did you see my Instagram? Uh, <laughs> I haven't looked at it today. What, what is it? Uh, I, I, this beautiful human being singing about uh, trans rights, our human rights, uh, at the top of their lungs. And it, uh, man, so many people joined in with them singing about screw Trump, y- you will not erase me. Uh, it, it, it was, it's, it's a lot of just, you know, proud people standing tall for exactly who they are in, in front of the White House today. And, uh, yeah. It was so good. I bought I bought them water so that their voice can be wet and it can stay loud because uh, right they only had orange juice and so you know you need a little bit of water too. Orange juice is great, but you also need to stay hydrated. And we all sang about trans rights and it felt it felt great. I'm rambling because I don't know what else to say. It it it's just so fucking important. It's so important. 
it's everything it's it's you know it's everything and i think that um you'll be excited to hear what buck has to say about it it was a really cool uh conversation to have with someone who's been a trans activist and icon and human rights activist for you know decades at this point and uh yeah, he's all fired up and he got me fired up too. So I'm excited to um, share the conversation with you and, and everyone who's listening. Fuck it. Well, then I hope that it fires up every motherfucker who listens to our podcast too. Everybody should be fired up right now. Like, let's let's get fired up. Let's get fucking fired up because if they're coming for uh, anyone right now, they're going to come for all of us. And if they're trying to erode the rights of the trans community, then, you know, everyone else's rights are at stake as well. So... Yeah, it's it's important. Yeah. yeah, this is this is a fucking dip of a toe in the water. Like that's what this whole thing is. It's like, hey, I'm gonna dip my toe in and see if I can dive in, and that's what this feels like. Is them like seeing if they can fucking dive in, and they fucking can't. They can't. Agreed. Um, yeah, I wish you'd been here. We missed you a lot. Uh, we smoked some weed, we ate some snacks, and we talked about a lot of stuff. So. Um, can't wait till you get back and we can record some more and be more fired up about everything in the world. Oh, I can't wait to listen to it. Uh, I'm really happy I'm here right now, but I am equally and doubly as happy that you and Buck got to kick it together. And, um, I, I feel, I feel like it's fitting that I'm charging my vape and I'm sure that you two fucking pop down too. <laughs> so I do feel like even though I'm on the other side of the country, like we are all connected, which is good. We are all connected through cannabis and uh, and hopefully some good food tonight. I hope you go out and have a delicious meal uh, out in the nation's capital. Hell yeah. You better believe it. If I'm going to be here, I'm going to lean in and get some goddamn pie. I need some pie in my life. <laughs> Everybody needs pie. It's perfect food. Everything. Yeah, it's a socially acceptable cake. You know, you're only allowed to have cake on birthdays, but pie, pie's for any time. Pie's for all the time. Pie breakfast, pie lunch, pie dinner. <laughs> oh, I miss you so fucking much. I can't wait till we pot again, but I'm so glad, and I can't wait to hear you and Buck fucking spit some fire. Uh, I miss you so much. It's so weird to talk to you in this way, but I'm so glad that you could call in. I know you've got so much going on, so... Um... I guess go run around D.C. and then go run around New York and then get back here and, and let's make some more of this stuff. It's like, you know, we're talking about weed and we're talking about grub and we're talking about sex and we're also talking about fucking civil rights right now. It's fucking important and it feels great and I'm so glad to do it with you and Buck and anyone else who wants to join the conversation and the fucking movement and the revolution, which is what it's going to have to become. Fuck yeah, it is. So thank you everybody for listening to Weed and Grub and Civil Rights. <laughs> awesome i will talk to you uh i'm sure i'm gonna call you tomorrow amazing all right thanks for listening everybody uh i'm in dc over and out <laughs> bye bye hi mike what's happening do you like edibles straight up i really like edibles oh my god have you ever wanted to make them at home hassle free yeah i'm not trying to leave my house no why would you want to leave your house it's cuffing season it's straight up cuffing season stay in i want to stay in pop an edible and chill with somebody well listen i am here to tell you about the magical butter machine which is the easiest most consistent way to make edibles 
at home with whoever you want to hang out with. Yeah. Ooh. And if you live in Canada, they can't sell edibles. Not until 2019. Not until 2019. But you can use anything you want. Trim, buds, shake, sugar leaf, all kinds of concentrates in the machine. If you make edibles, you need this machine. It takes all the effort out of the process and you don't have to waste a whole day making your infusions like hanging out by the stove. You set it and forget it. It's awesome. So you add the herbs and then you add your butter, your cooking oil, your grain alcohol, which for me, you know, ever clear. Sure. Uh, what, what? <laughs> turn my hat backwards and hit that button and then all you have to do is set it forget it easy peasy and the machine will do the rest the magical butter machine comes with everything you need to make your first extraction at home included with the machine is the reusable purified filter bag for straining and the heat resistant silicone love glove for squeezing all the gooey goodness out of your concentrates it's a cool glove it fits real nice it's green it is it looks great do you, you just use it for the magical butter right don't look at me like that. All right. It's, so there is a <laughs> there is a warranty. It is covered by a 60-day satisfaction guaranteed warranty and a one-year limited warranty. So, yo, if you're not feeling it, ain't no thing, but you're definitely going to be feeling it. You're going to feel it when you infuse your butters, oils, and tinctures at the touch of a button. Yep. Hey, can you save any money on this by adding the coupon code Weed and Grub? $30. Yo. Yo, go to MagicalButter.com and use a promo code Weed and Grub at checkout and you'll get 30 bucks off. That's awesome. You know how much X body spray I can afford if I have 30 extra bucks? Oh my God. Please just like, I don't know, go like, go to Dave and Buster's or something. Have a good time. Play some pinball. Yeah. Don't. Ooh, you make some edibles with this and yeah. then you go to the arcade? That's what I want to do. That sounds so fun. I can kick your ass at pinball, dude. Fuck you. No, I will. Go to Weed and Grub. Or go to magicalbutter.com and uh -huh. enter the promo code Weed and Grub. Save 30 bucks. Make a bunch of edibles for you and your friends and have a great time and feel the love. And I challenge you to a game of pinball. All right. I can't wait to win. You're not going to. Magicalbutter.com. Weed uh and Grub for 30 bucks off. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Hi, Buck. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Are you kidding? I love coming to your place. We get to eat and smoke pot. <laughs> <laughs> it's so perfect. What was that we just had? Oh, this is the Legacy Vape from my Pride Wellness Company. So we make a disposable vape that this is hybrid and it's a half a gram and it's so beautiful, isn't it? It's gorgeous. It's sleek. We have the most amazing chemist and it's. I think that it's very smooth. And mostly that's the feedback I get from it. That's very smooth. And also the high is really very sort of like calming. It's very, I feel right? very, very, very calm. calm. I feel calmer than I have in days right now. <laughs> right on. I never get like super high from it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. And thank you so much for being here. I really just want to talk to you about what's going on this week. Oh God, what week are we in? This is the week that that scary thing happened from we heard in the New York Times. Yep. Is that what you're talking about? It is, yeah. Holy crap. What is it? Tell tell your listeners. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I uh, lo looked at my phone on, uh, I guess, Saturday night, uh -huh. and I saw the memo. The, the Trump administration is, uh, there's a memo floating around that they are considering narrowly redefining gender. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Narrowly redefining gender mm -hmm. to be just the biological birth. Wait, I'm going to say this again. Right. It's complicated. Sorry, I just got stoned. It's complicated, though. <laughs> it is complicated. So there's a memo that the Trump administration is considering making into law, which would narrowly redefine gender as the uh, gender that you are assigned at mm -hmm. birth as mm -hmm. being solely male or female. Yep. 
That's and it. that would take away trans rights completely. A billion of our rights and possibly even my rights now, even though I've been transitioned because they're also uh, adding on to that, that your birth, your birth gender is the gender and it's the gender that the birth certificate that you are actually born with will reflect you. So my birth certificate that I was born with says female, mm-hmm. but I actually have my birth certificate reissued to me, which is, I had it done before 9-11, so now they do this thing where they amend your birth certificate, but they actually reissued me a new birth certificate that says I was born male. But if something like this happened, they would actually have to probably possibly reissue me back my old birth certificate, and I would have to go back to living as a female. Can you imagine if they considered me a female right now and how I look right Right, right I just now? I just want you to go to Congress and do what Mr. Rogers did for PBS. Yeah, for, right for, on for the trans community. Right on. Like, no, I I am. I justify mean, for five fucking minutes, and if they see you and hear you, they will know that hundred percent wrong. They need to see people, and also I I would be dead. How sh- how dare they tell us that we are not the way we are? We have gender dysphoria. It is a real medical condition. That if I did not transition and look the way I am and how I walk the world now, I would be dead. So it's not just like, oh, I just want to change or I'm putting on a new dress or I'm trying to suit on. This is an actual real medical condition that saved my life. So basically what they're saying is, oh, no more heart surgery. (laughs) Deal with it. You you were born with a bad heart. You're going to have to live with your bad heart. They would never say that to somebody who was born with bad heart. So why are they saying that to people as if they can? Who are they? They cannot determine what is actually male or female. It isn't genitals, but that's what they're saying. If right. you know, if you re- kept reading it, right, it, then eventually it went down to the genitals. Right. It actually talked about the genitals. This is the part that people continue to define who you are, you know, who, what your gender is. And so that, that's the thing I think that these people are getting upset about. They feel as if we have an agenda and that we're – redefining redefining gender on our own terms that's what they think right but that's not really what it is they're not seeing the whole picture they're only seeing a bunch of crazy people is what they see right they see crazy people playing with god because these are all christians (laughs) and they see us you know basically saying no god made a mistake and i am really a man and not a woman and that's i think really their narrow vision is seeing that and that's upsetting to them because they're taking it in in a context of religion right and they're taking it in a context of it's not possible that somebody could be born this way right it's the same people who are homophobic 100% right right that's exactly right 100%. and again christians yep it's always based on christianity it's not based on on uh, on any other kind of religion or any Jews would never <laughs> Judaism would never say that right it's all it's Christianity has this idea of controlling the people and I do not want your listeners to think I'm anti-christian I am not I'm anti-organized religion totally different and I'm anti taking words out of context <laughs> and creating a hate-based like faction of people because that's not what We've talked about this before, right? That's not what Jesus said. Jesus was a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. He would have hung out with us. I was just looking at a picture yesterday of a Nazi book burning, and it was a famous image of that book burning that happened, you know, during the second, the the rise of the Nazis. And the books that they were burning were actually related to trans and homosexuality uh, research that had been done. Oh, God. You saw that. I need to see that picture. Yeah. And we need that picture now. It's. 
one of the most famous images of the book burning, but it's always sort of left out what the actual oh, books were that were being burned. This is fucking amazing. And I saw it on wow. Facebook. I'll have to look it up and I'll post please, it for please. our listeners yeah. because it's the, those books that were being erased and that history that trans was being eradicated homo- yep. was trans yep. and um, homosexual yep. research on those communities. And, and those they were people. researching them. Totally. They yes. did. I went to, a new, in Winnipeg, there's the Human Rights Museum. I don't know if you've ever been there. No. All Canadians need to go to that museum. I, it's in Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> of all places. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, and it, the museum is phenomenal. It's eight f- stories high. And you just walk every floor until it goes up to the eight. It is so f- amazing. But they had a whole section on Nazi Germany and specifically about homosexuality and transgender and how they use them for experiments. And they had all these amazing photos and writings and just stuff that we're forgetting. Well, and some of I think some of the younger community don't know what the pink triangle they was. They don't even know. They don't understand no. that the pink triangle was what the Nazis designated yes. gay and lesbian yep. citizens as, and they made them wear the pink triangle just yep. like they made Jews wear a star. Exactly. And it all seems very uh, relevant right now. To it's so relevant. The, but the kids... And this is the thing I'm going to say again. You know me as old trampa. The kids are very entitled. Yeah. And this is going to shock the shit out of them. But uh, as much as I don't ever want something like this to happen to anybody, it is actually something that will wake them up. I think so. And on some level, they need to be woken up because they are just sliding through as trans people and thinking that they could just have this easy way. It's not. This is what happens when we lose sight and we get very complacent and we get greedy and we get entitled. This is what happens. Do you feel this is sort of the canary in the coal mine? Yes. Like if they eradicate trans rights then they can eradicate other everything rights. it's only the beginning nazi germany as i go back to over and over again how can people not see the the coal there's a complete total same thing that's happening that happened in nazi germany right it's exactly the same thing well that famous poem is first they came for uh you know i can't quote it right now because i'm just don't <laughs> Like, me neither. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know what it is, but I know what it is. But you know, it's first they came for this and I said nothing because I wasn't, you know. Exactly. First no, that's they came right. for the Jews and I yep. didn't say anything because I wasn't Jewish. Yep. yep. And the last thing they come for is you. It is so, so look, I'm so kidding. My, the hair on my arms is standing up I because it's, it's not okay. Even it's, if it's just a memo. Yeah. Even if, because people are like, oh, you're freaking out. It's just a memo. Go fuck yourself. The fact that these words are written on a piece of paper in the White House is more than a memo. (laughs) Exactly. I read a a news article that said, well, you know, actually this memo has been in existence since the spring and, you know, everyone's freaking out. It's this, you know, tempest in a teapot or that they're using it to distract from bigger things perhaps that are going on behind the scenes. And how is this not big? Yeah. And, And go fuck, again, how is this even not distract just what is bigger than that? This is the same level of, as whatever you think is bigger than that. The LGBT community has become, and QIA, I'm sorry for all you out there. <laughs> yeah. Old school trampa. <laughs> but honestly, we've become very complacent, even as people. Mm-hmm. And why I really need to let people in the cannabis world know I've been through all kinds of this kind of stuff as a trans guy, as an LG, as a gay person, as a person who works in the sex business. I'm, I watch how people come after us and how we are considered out of there. We cannot lose control 
control of this cannabis world, which we will lose control of it, to the Trump people. Right. They're already having gigantic, huge fucking investment parties. Yeah. They're having investment parties. Well, did you know that <laughs> former U.S. Uh, House Speaker John Boehner is serving on the board of Acreage Holdings, which is a cannabis company? I know that. I watched, I read the whole thing, and I'm like, dude, I called my partner. I'm, dude. John fucking <laughs> It's Boehner. big. Yeah. It's big. Governor uh, Bill Weld. Uh, of Massachusetts, yep. also serving on acreage holdings. So is why that- isn't cannabis legal in this country yet? Well, it's only it'll only be legal when the rich white man. That's what I'm talking about right there. Because all of these guys are going to invest in it, and you watch how fast everything's going to become legal. Oh, yeah. Watch that, and I'm telling you, we cannot let go of what we have right now. The little corner of the market that we all have, we cannot. We have to help each other. We have to buy each other's products. We have to really boost each other up. Because if we don't support each other's products, and we don't support each other's podcasts, and we don't support each other's voices in this community, I'm telling you, as an act transgender activist, what ha- what you're seeing out there right now will happen to us and every single one of us will lose out yeah look i'm not greedy my friend give me a couple million bucks i'm just looking for retirement (laughs) (laughs) i'm serious and building a place where we can all create our own stuff but if we let go of this we will have nothing we will have nothing we will not be able to share it with our communities we will not be able to create jobs you think they're going to give us jobs no you think they're going to give us uh, uh, anything from this nothing they're going to take it and run with it. And it's why we as have to continue to talk about it. And I'll say it again on this podcast, support this podcast. Even if you're sending in a dollar, it doesn't matter or whatever you send in. If you don't support things like this, they go away. And then our voices get gone and then we don't get to talk about the things that we need to talk about. We have to give each other space to talk about them <sighs> everywhere we possibly can. I mean, I, I love that you're here to talk about everything right now that's just so freaking important well it's important for me and also because you give me the space to do it you know what I mean and again that's called sharing in our cannabis space and understanding that all our voices are not the same and we're all bringing something different to this industry but I do think again that we all have the same ultimate goal is to be part of and not losing the magic of cannabis we will lose the magic of cannabis if it goes to all those rich white dudes absolutely they don't care well they don't care they they don't smoke it. They don't nope. actually understand it as a as a psychedelic substance, as nope. a consciousness elevator. The reason that it's fucking illegal is because it promotes freedom of thought. That's exactly why. The original, <laughs> yes. the reason that the war on drugs was created under Nixon was to actually suppress anti-war protesters it's and exactly. the black voice. Well, it's a tool yes. to control people, you know, to, to make things illegal. Yep. I mean, yep. that's, you know, the original uh, anti-marijuana laws that were issued in the, you know, the 20s or the like 19 the turn of the century when the Mexican American or the you know the first immigrants came up from Mexico in right. that wave and then right. the, the white communities were afraid of them and they wanted a tool to control them with so they took the one of the things that they used they were you know using cannabis yeah. which at the time was legal here over the counter as oh a pharmaceutical oh my god I didn't know that story oh my god you could go to a can- you could go to your pharmacist and say I'm having trouble sleeping and he would give you a cannabis tincture there are these amazing old glass bottles that you could wow. buy in US pharmacies in the 1900s wow that were made with cannabis marijuana old- wow but then during those you know times when the first waves of Mexican immigrants came across the border and all wow. these white towns in the south were afraid of them they used marijuana as a tool to be able to arrest and interrogate them and then oh, you know put shit. them in prison so that was where reefer madness came from oh that's where it came from but the initial drug arrests and raids were in the after the turn of the century to control communities of Mexican immigrants holy crap and then you know and then it, like I mean I can't explain the whole drug war right now but then it was well, you know, right, sure. Randolph Hearst right sure you know the paper 
yeah. like, versus hemp and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. really, ultimately, like those two things between the, you know, the reefer madness and then the drug war being created, created, you know, to control anti-war protesters right. and hippies people who are out of control or people who free, are questioning free authority. Thought, yeah. totally free thought so we 100%. can't think that we're not going to be in trouble if the trans you know community is in trouble we're all fucking we're in trouble, all in trouble right? that's what everyone needs to understand it has nothing to do with trans because they want to suppress anyone who is questioning anything anything Anything, and that's even religion, any of the can of anything. The, the fact that we speak out against our government is so bad. They hate it. Right. They don't want us doing all these free things. They're not going to – the thing is this. I don't think they're going to be able to ever really shut it down. They're going to definitely have a fight on their hands. And yes. I think that, that people, if they start to really try to take the cannabis away, people are going to lose their minds. Yeah. I really feel it. I mean, I'm serious. We're serious. You and I first. (laughs) Yeah. We're serious about our cannabis. Like, this is not a joke. Like, the fact that we have this freedom now. I was, like, at parties the other day. I'm just like, wow. We're actually just in a space smoking marijuana. Yeah. Unbelievable. I love going into a store and just perusing, like, browsing and smelling things. Oh, my God. And then making a legal purchase and walking out of there. I know. In broad daylight. Just like, doop-a-doop. I even walk down the street smoking pot. I don't care. Yeah. I do it. I mean, I don't think they're going to stop. I just don't feel like they're going to. And if they do, I'm just going to play the dumb card. Yes. Well, it's it's just a ticket. It's like oh, it's jaywalking right. or an open beer right. or whatever. Right. It's not. Like, are they actually giving people tickets? Uh, I don't know. I've never I seen one. I doubt it. Like, I can't even imagine. Like, well, who knows? I, mean, I don't know. Who knows? I haven't seen one be issued. But that's the thing, though. The, if, if the trans community is in trouble, the cannabis community is in trouble. All Any Every community, community that is questioning any kind of authority or... You know, not even that. I mean, women are in trouble. Look, People Kavanaugh. Do we even talk about Kavanaugh? We I mean, haven't, we haven't seen each other. I get a lump in my Okay, this is throat. as bad as Kavanaugh. It is. This trans thing is as bad as Kavanaugh because basically they're saying, we don't believe you. Right. That's exactly what they're saying to that woman is they're saying, we don't believe you. Tough shit. Or even if they do believe you, they don't care. Well, which is, that, which is even worse, actually. Right. But actually, I think they're just saying, well, you know, they probably do believe it happened. I think so. There's no way because they all do it. Well, they've all done it. They that. all That's fucking the do it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. They fucking totally know. That's why they were cock blocking so hard. I've had that fucking, I had, I was uh, at a party when I was a teenager and I fell asleep in a bed and I woke up with a guy's fingers inside me. You know, Holy and I remember shit. that guy's name, and I know that if I looked at him, right today, on, he would absolutely. Oh, there's deny. no question about it that that woman knows exactly who fucking touched her. She's been living with it for how many fucking years? How yeah. dare they question her fucking she mind? She fucking knows what happened. Oh, and who she it totally, was. and now she can't even leave her house. She's in hiding. When are we having a revolution, people? I. Uh, when's the revolution? Did I miss it or like? Uh, I think with this memo coming down, I actually really did feel like a. a, a uh, something in the air, maybe because it's fall, but, but something like there was a chill in my bones, and I thought this is going to be, there's going to be a fight. There's going to be a fight of some kind, a I, big, big fight. I don't, I, 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 I don't feel it. Honestly, I don't. I feel like we're scared to fight or something. I don't know what it is. I feel like people, uh, on some level, I don't know if lazy is the right word, but I feel like we, we just. Don't feel powerful enough. Maybe that's what it is. I feel like we're scared because we don't feel powerful enough or we're scared that we're not going to be able to do it or how or how do we do it? Right. How do we do it? Well, you show up on November 6th right? first is one Number one, step. you do that. And yeah. I, you know, it's interesting to uh, think about the fact that like as a... Uh, 
we just interviewed uh, Nellie Mackay. She's an awesome singer, radical. Oh, right on. And uh, pretty political. And she was saying, you know, if voting uh, did anything, it wouldn't be legal. You know, the idea that showing up to vote may or may not make a difference, but it's just one of the things you can do. Yes. It's it's the most important upcoming thing that you can do. It's the most legal, really, upcoming thing you can do right now. But I'm telling you, we've been doing legal. Right. We have been doing legal. We have been doing whatever we're doing to try to get these people out, but it is clearly not working. So what do we do next? So that's my question to the people out there who I know are as pissed as we are and who are very scared of what is about to happen next. This is why we need to talk about a real revolution. Marches aren't doing anything. They're not doing anything. I mean, we get millions of people showing up to these marches. Do you actually think it's done something? Let's be honest. I don't know. I I went to the Women's March in D.C. and I kind of felt better. (laughs) That's my point. Yes. Physically, mentally, it feels amazing. It's community. We're coming together as community. But do you actually think it is actually moving anything forward for women, for people of color, for trans rights, for LGBT rights, for anyone outside the white, hetero, money community. It doesn't feel like it. Nothing. I'm going to be honest with you right now. No, it is not doing shit. It's only making us feel better that we can actually get enough people to show up to a march. Right. This is the way you're supposed to do it. This is the legal way of creating voice and hopefully creating change. This is what you're supposed to do if you read the book of, right, uh, of how to make change. But it's not working. Let's be real here. Let's talk real people. It is not fucking working. So I am the guy who says, okay, you're right. Let's have guns. All of those people want guns. All of those people who are voting against us, who don't want us around, they, what do they want? They want their rights and they want their guns. So why don't we have guns? Why don't we have guns? Now, look, I am totally against guns. I don't like them. I don't want them. But I'm, I'm talking serious here. Is this going to come down to us against them and a physical situation? Because it might have to. How do you think things in this country got changed? There was actual physical confrontation. Right. What is that called? It's called a civil war. Oh, man. I can't <laughs> believe you took it there. It's called a civil war for a fucking reason. Because nothing is civil right now, and we need civility. We have no civility in this country. We have a dominant people who are running our country. They have control. They have power. We're nothing. Me and you, they could go arrest us right now. Do you know that they could knock that fucking door down for me saying this right now? There could be stormtroopers. What are they called? Those dudes that would come from Nazi Germany. They have a specific storm stormtroopers or something. The, they the, lit- sure. the brown shirts. Yeah, the brown or shirts. Yeah, yeah, they literally will knock your fucking door down and take you and you'll never be seen again. Right. Do you actually think that can't happen in this country? I, I absolutely believe that it can I happen in this country. I absolutely believe it can happen. It's already happening. Half the fucking population in prison is people of color who've had their goddamn doors fucking broken down and been snapped up. But now the white, they're coming after the white people now. You're right. They're coming after the white people. And so, and so not that we didn't have to be fearful before. Think about it. I never feared people just coming and knocking my door down. And only when I was a crackhead. <laughs> but now I'm fucking straight up. I never fear my door. I, get, I bet you most people of color in this country have feared that forever. And now we are actually getting a taste of what it feels like to be a lower class citizen or somebody who doesn't count. 
None of us count. Hear me, people. None of us count. We don't. We don't. And you're kidding yourself if you think you do. You're kidding yourself. What can we do? Civil war. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. This is the new hashtag. Wow. Civil war. We need people to start listening and standing up. It's not a fucking joke. Now, I don't know how we do it. This is just my opinion and just what I think. Mm. We, I've been standing back watching this for years upon years. I moved out of this country 10 years ago because Bush was put in office. Yeah. And I lived in New Orleans where there was Hurricane Katrina. And I'm from fucking California. I'm from LA. I'm a little surfer kid. Like I'm, <gasps> I was mortified. <laughs> I had never seen people treated like animals in my life. Wow. It's, I have PTSD from that, 100%. From Katrina? Yep. Yep, I've never seen people treated like animals in my life. And it's only because they were black. That would have never happened if all those people were white. And I just stood there as like this fucking stupid white dude, just like looking at everything. Like, I just couldn't believe I was seeing it. Honestly, water up to here. People, what you saw on the news was real. People taking TVs. They were, because they don't have that stuff. People were like, what a bunch of fucking, remember? They were like saying mean racist stuff about people but they don't understand those people were living in the projects and they don't have tvs and they don't have shoes and they don't and so even when the water is up to your neck those people are going inside of places and stealing shit because that's how their lives are they're not thinking about saving their lives they're thinking about getting tvs and shoes because that's what they don't have imagine that like that's really profound shit that we're not listening to we're not hearing because we're white. And a lot of times we don't get these kinds of things. But New Orleans changed my life. I understood what it meant to be a privileged white person and a privileged white man and what I can have in this country. But now we're on that same level. We are on that. We've been leveled. They've leveled the field for all of us. There is no color involved. It's just none, none of us exist. Ooh. Yep, it's profound. It's heavy, man. Yeah. I, we um, need more pot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cannabis. I'm trying to only call it cannabis so it comes off more like medication. You know what I mean? Like I like calling it weed. I know. Weed is awesome, Thank too. Thank God though. for weed. It's just more fun to say. It is. I don't know. <laughs> pot's pot's kind of old school, but I like saying weed. Cannabis just seems so... Um, it's very um, it's so, sterile. It sounds, yeah, it sounds pharmaceutical. It, and that's what I'm trying to do because I'm trying to really get people to understand my sobriety. Right. And using cannabis is my medication. It's a very big part of my message because, of course, I'm still a stoner and I love weed and pot and you know all that. But I think because I'm out there really advocating for this on some level and how I look... Mm-hmm. It's really important that I have a direct, really, connection to the mainstream outside world that says you can be sober and you can be successful and you can use cannabis as a medication. Is the reason? Because imagine if I said you can be that, but you, you can use weed, dude. It's totally cool. Right. It comes off totally different, right? Yeah. It doesn't come off pharmaceutical or medication. I'm trying to teach medication yeah right because that's really the key to getting people to understanding this as a cool thing that you can actually change your life on so many levels with yeah i mean really really it's ma- this stuff is magic it is it's magic it really is and people don't know how magical it is because i think they're scared of it they are scared of it do you want some grapes some <laughs> i know i feel like i'm hogging delicious all. grapes you're not at all we've okay. got some grapes right and strawberries some salsa delicious. i might crunch a chip yeah, crunch um a chip. I, I think that, uh, you know, so many of, I, I went to a weed party right when I moved to LA. It was a big launch for like a big 
famous fancy weed brand. Oh, right on. And there was a guy who was in charge and I handed him uh, my vape and he refused it. And he was like, oh, I don't smoke. And he was like the CEO of the company. And I was like, that's super interesting. You don't. And he was like, no, 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 I don't. But and he was just there to, you know. To watch. To watch and kind of, you know. Money. That's why. Understand the culture a little bit and, and watch it and then profit off it. Don't you have a problem with that? I do have a problem with that. You have to. I mean, I'm not saying if you're in the wine business, you have to drink a bottle a day. But if you're in the cannabis business, you need to understand at the very least, even if you don't use it yourself, you need to understand it somehow. You You don't necessarily need to be a a consumer, but you have to understand what it does, what it represents, the reason that it is a sacred plant, a sacred herb, that it's in integral to spiritual cultures around the world that it's referred to in the bible yep. that it is a plant that grows in the ground yep. that is only illegal yep. because it forces people to think about the universe and if you so don't understand true. any of that and you're just here to make money off it as some like wall street pro go fuck yourself but they are go what you said earlier yourself. Yeah. That's what all those people in Washington are. None of them are going to smoke the weed. No. They're just, they see a lot of money. Yeah. They see so much money, their eyes are bugging out. Trust me, people like that won't touch an investment unless they feel that it's going to really, even my father. Wow. Who's like a total white Trump voting Republican dude, right? Mm-hmm. Is like sending me all kinds of cannabis shit and so excited that I'm in, like in cannabis. Yeah. Like that's just totally crazy. He would usually thought of that as drugs. Yeah. But what they're doing is they're smart. They're making it, because now it's like you can buy stocks. So what they're doing is they're making it accessible to a generational thing of people because that legitimizes it on some level, right? It legitimizes it as a proper medication right. or a proper drug because now it's on the stock market and you know what I mean and big companies are in it and so I think on some level that's why they also do that yeah yeah I mean they have the former uh, police chief of Toronto acting as like the cannabis czar or whatever in Canada and he's advising how can he like, what the fuck dude? that's unethical you fucking locked up people for your that's entire unethical. tenure for marijuana infractions people are in prison because of this guy oh my and god now he's an advisor what a hypocrite it's just the, I mean but it's you know around the world it's just money no, it and the, you know white privilege and power moving in on something that has historically been connected to revolution and spirituality and communities of color and yes. all these things yes. that they don't have any fucking right to and now they're trying to and this CBC m- thing here in California the CBD oh no the cannabis, cannabis control the oh, cannabis, cannabis Bureau of Control is yeah, that yeah. what it is yep I don't know what they're doing or who's oh my god they keep changing the laws like every week yeah amending this amending that putting this here but so people like us who are little small dudes or just you know our tranny piggy bank and like taking all of our fucking money and we keep getting fucked because packaging keeps changing wow. or this keeps changing or this person can't d- do distribution or that person like what so like we're like really at a standstill because we can't really legally put our product in the market because of all these other laws that keep going. And then distribution is almost a nightmare. To find wow. even distribution is so difficult right now because they keep changing the laws for that too. <sighs> it's a it's it's a shit show. <laughs> it's not even funny because really everyone's missing out on money. The yeah. government's missing out on money. We're missing out on money. We're missing out on producing, getting stuff out there, getting like, it's just, I don't know why California is so behind. So yeah. behind. Well, I just feel like in any state where it's been uh, made legal, like, you know, Colorado or Washington, it's always taken it a few years. I mean, they did it fast. No, they said it took a while, I think. Right? I th- way faster than California. My company's almost three years old and we're still dealing with laws. Wow. 
<laughs> Are you kidding me? And West Hollywood too. I have a with a company waiting for a just uh, a, a dispensary there. But we're supposed to know by the end of August. Then they moved it to the end of September. Then they moved it to the end of October. And now they just moved it again to the end of November. Wow. Do you know, like, it's just insane. People are sitting on all this stuff and all this money, and, and it's not okay. Yeah, bureaucracy not. is terrible. I mean, when you co- combine bureaucracy with something like cannabis, it's just, it's, yeah, what a nightmare. And all these farmers are going out of business. Like, everyone just, you know. It's a fucking dumpster fire of a time on Earth <laughs> right now. And then there's that, and then they're crazy. making us package everything, right? Layers of layers upon layers of packaging. No. Wow. This is cannabis. Like, now we're packaging it in, like, five layers of, like, cellophane and (laughs) aluminum. Stuff that will totally ruin this earth. Yeah. Yet we're creating a product that's supposed to be about love and, you know, everything. And then we're creating, like, this packaging that will be in earth for, I mean, really. It's like when you go to um, Whole Foods now that it's run by Amazon. Yes. And they have, like, all of the fruit and like they have shallots and like clam plastic clam Ew, shells and shit. I and hate like, it so much. What, what what are you doing? Like shallots are they're in their own wrapper. Why would you And why are you why adding are you more? Putting them in plastic. It's, it's the so laws. Crazy. Now they're creating all these laws too for food handling, for everything. They also changed the law on C B D. Did you know that? They just recently changed it here. That C B D cannot be with alcohol. Right. Yeah. So, you know, like one of the products that Pride Wellness makes is a alcohol is a drink mix, a CBD drink mix for alcoholic drinks or non-alcoholic drinks. And we created it and we were in we're in Gracias Madre, Borders, Bar over here, like four other ones. Nope, they can't sell it anymore because it's not legal to, for it to be in a bar with alcohol. Like what? Whoa. What are you talking about? CBD actually takes you out of being drunk. Yeah. It really works. Yeah, it counteracts the psychoactive. It totally does. And same with THC. Yeah, Yeah, totally. So why wouldn't you want it at a bar? Right? Well, I know that, yeah, that that law was so weird when it came out because it was like CBD derived from cannabis can only be sold in a dispensary and CBD derived from hemp is not considered a food and the FDA needs to deschedule hemp and cannabis in order for any of it to be considered under the FDA rule. And it's just like, I mean... I know. Go fuck yourself. Like, I'm so fucking bored and tired at the same time. Because it all (laughs) comes down to money. Uh, that's all it comes down to because they know on the the hemp's been legal forever people have been selling hemp oil forever right forever forever now all of a sudden they realize uh oh wait a minute we're missing out on a lot of cash here sure like, I, I mean you know there's a whole black market of uh, or we call it the gray market in cannabis yeah of people right now for sure yeah, we're in the gray market totally completely I think and the black huge. market is even thriving <laughs> it is I think more than ever right because and they're saying that's going to happen in Canada too right now and also like all the dispensaries sold out like overnight now they have no product that's right there's a a dispensary in Newfoundland, my hometown, was the first uh, town to make a legal sale in Canada. Oh, it's that's like so awesome! East, and it was in my hometown. And this guy who uh, opened up and made his first legal sale wow. to his father—he's been a dealer for like thirty years. Yes, and then he like opened up a legal oh, store. Oh, I love that story. Sold cannabis to his father, and then promptly ran out. <laughs> No, but I love the fact that he's been in the business for so long and he got the opportunity to become legal. That's what I'm talking about, kids. And his name is Thomas H. Clark, which means his initials are THC. Oh, my God. It was like you, like totally Mary Jane and THC. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. And your kid's name is Blunt. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. That's pretty great. So, yeah, so there's some good stuff happening in the world. I, I just really wanted to have you here to talk to me and, and and our listeners about what 
is actually happening, what we need to be doing, and just bring awareness to, you know, how I, I think the, the trans rights being eroded are truly linked to all human rights yes. as, you know, cannabis consumers or women or yes. whatever it is that, you know, might be endangered by this insanity right now. Yeah. We all need to work together. So I just really... I'm glad you're here to like... No, thank you. Because really, you're an ally and we're together in this. And that's why I always say it's about human rights, people. It's not just about women rights or gay rights or lesbian rights. Really, we need to come together and understand we need a level playing field for all of us. Yeah. All of us. And that means to say that when this when this group of people are not getting the same thing you're getting, that's not fair. That's not fair. Whether or not you agree with that group of people or not, whether or not you agree that it's okay for me as a man who used to be a woman to have a sex change, I don't need for that. I don't care. You don't. It doesn't matter to me that you validate me or not. I don't need your v- validation. I don't need that. All I need from people is respect. And that means that you don't understand, you might never understand, but you say, okay, Buck, if that's what you need to do to have a better life, that's okay with me. That's respect. So we have to understand, we, we, we never have these conversations with people. Not everyone is going to be on board with you. Your parents might never be okay with you smoking cannabis. People might never be okay with you being gay. People, they're not. You're never going to get 100% like satisfaction from the world, v- validation. You're just not. So to move through the world, you have to not worry about validation. It's what I do. I don't, I do not care really. Cause I, I'm so okay with me that I just look in the mirror every day. I do. And I say, am I okay? What do I need to check myself for? What am I doing? That's wrong. What am I doing? That's okay. What am I doing? Really? You have to have conversations with yourself because it's, you can't lie to yourself. How did you do that? How did you learn how to do that? Because I started to do it because I started to say to myself, who am I? What is it that I'm supposed to be doing? Like, really, okay, I did all this. I'm here. I'm a man. I'm, th- I'm all these things. But really, why am I here? I sort of got really weirdly, like, mm, spiritual with myself on some level. And it happened when I lived in the Yucatan. And it just, like, was, I just felt like I needed to know me. Because I never knew me. I never knew me. I knew who I was supposed to be. Physically, I knew I was supposed to be masculine. I knew I was supposed to look this way and be this way. But who are you inside? It's a really deep thing if you just think about it for a minute it's cannabis talk <laughs> it's cannabis talk i mean it certainly helps unlock that it does big question yes and so cannabis does that for me and why i love it so much it literally it's it is a storytelling plant or it's a thing that really lets you release things so i look so i just started to look at myself yeah and really looking at yourself is so powerful it's painful. It is. It's powerful. Think, Change that word. It painful is and powerful. powerful. That's great. Okay. Let go of the pain. There is nothing painful about it. Okay. Nothing. That pain is actually your, that is your uh, inhibition. It's your fear. It's not pain, but you're, you're, you're feeling it as pain. Yeah. People feel I mean, fear I go to therapy pain. and talk about it a lot. Sure. Of it's co- a lot. Uh, that's awesome that you go to therapy. It's the best thing you can do for yourself. This is your own therapy. So this is another level of therapy. Yeah. It's being honest with yourself. And I do it stone sometimes. It's crazy. That's if awesome. you do it's so crazy. That takes it to a whole other level. Sometimes I have to stop because I'm like, dude, you're totally weird. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody walked in right now. <laughs> a full-on conversation with myself but I'm like no dude check yourself or like is your ego I have a real fear of uh coming off as an egomaniac or narcissistic it's just like a fear of mine for some reason so I'm always making sure that I'm like grounded or and it works because you cannot lie to yourself 
What are the things that are missing in your life that you really want, that you really desire? You know, it, and it can be something physical. Do you, is it that you want your hair to be this way or you're worried about becoming gray or you're worried about letting your grayness grow out, which is well, mostly women are more fearful of that, I think, than men. Yeah, right? it's a big so challenge. It's a challenge. Mm -hmm. I can imagine. Yeah. But really speak to yourself about why. And yeah. I'll guarantee you most of the time it's going to come back to you're worried about what others are going to think about you. Yeah. That's the fear. That's, That's the painful the part. But why? Well. It's deep. You want to be, be liked. You want to be loved. It's deep. You want people to think you're cool and yep. want to spend time with but you because you don't want to be alone. I think, I think for me, um, I'm conditioned to want to win other people's acceptance mm -hmm. because of how I was raised. Like it goes all the way back to being really little yeah, and just wanting to, um, if I have people's attention, it means they love me. Yeah. And you know, and that's actually not true. People nope. can love you very much without paying you a whole lot of attention. Yep. <laughs> but when you're not getting that attention as a child and that's the marker that gives you attention, right. that's going to be your marker forever. Yeah. I mean, that's probably why I became an actor. A hundred percent why. You know, which I love doing. And I think. And, brought, and why an you're actor. good at it because you got, you, you got understanding that you need to have that one click right there. Sure. Yeah. You, yeah. It definitely. It feels like a, it can feel like a drug a little bit. So I think for me, um, uh, I'm trying to right now at this stage of my life work on letting go of that need to be constantly validated or yep. seen as well, which yep. is, you know, hard. But uh, because you've had that for your whole life. Yeah, it feels it's important. not easy. Yeah. But the first step, like what they say in Alcoholics Anonymous, the first step is admitting it. Sure. Admitting that you have fear or that you desire validation. I mean, everyone does. Why do you think Facebook and all of our social media is so huge? Bottom line, it comes down to validation. Right. I'm guilty of it. We are all guilty of it. Anybody says they're not, they're fucking lying. Like, <laughs> even the Dalai Lama has a fucking Instagram. Oh my God. <laughs> he's checking his page. I feel like he's probably pretty full of himself. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Hilarious. Like all hanging out with Richard here. <laughs> That's why he talks a lot about ego. Yeah. He's pretty full of himself. <laughs> I don't. Oh, man. Well, um, thank you. <laughs> thank you for coming and talking to us here. I know. Right on. I love uh, coming here. Thank you for inviting me. You're just one of my favorite people to talk to about everything, to get right high on. with and snack I with. I know. You're my talk favorite. Talk about life with. We're neighbors. That's yeah. awesome. I know. It's great. <laughs> Scary. Um, do you have any like resources that you could point us to for where to go in order to be allies in this crazy time where people a hundred percent first you should follow me on instagram yeah. instagram buck angel please do i do these live talks every night well not every night they're called stoner time where we do a lot of political talk about our community you'll learn a lot there we really encourage cisgender allies to come in and hang out with us because we're i'm really a big believer that without you we will not go forward so i just want to say to all the cis allies out there thank you thank you thank you don't let anybody ever think that you're not welcomed in our community because you are we, we need you so my site then um really just uh there are uh things like the trans lifeline which is a really great organization for it's a suicide hotline for trans people and they do a lot of really good community service work and you can read a lot of really great stuff on there uh, Transgender Law Center is also a really great organization and even just being part of it yeah. you know what I mean helps you learn a lot of the laws on the Transgender yeah. Law Center those are two of the big and here in Los Angeles we have the Trans Wellness Center mm -hmm. uh, that's associated to the LGBT Center here but it just opened and it has a lot of really great resources as well so wow 
Well, there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, a yeah. lot. Donate and support, and you yeah, know, we don't even. Love. It's not even about money as much as it is about donate your time. You know, yeah. be 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 an ally. If you hear somebody say nonsense about a transgender person, just say, "Wait a minute." <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's back in the '50s when people would talk nonsense about a person of color. If a white person didn't block, come in and stand up, that that's shameful. Absolutely. If you hear that, you have to stand between that and say, no, 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 because it won't stop. Right. And I think, you know, I get frustrated because I think that hearts and minds sometimes in this, you know, craziness that we're in right now, how divided things are that hearts and minds can't necessarily change, but they absolutely can. Absolutely. You can change hearts and minds with information and education absolutely. and open-mindedness and, and like fostering dialogue with people who might not know what they should know. Yes. And that's the thing is don't be fearful of other groups of people. If you don't know them, know that you don't know them. <laughs> that's yeah. really powerful. You don't know them. So how can you make a judgment? Yeah. And if you don't want to be around them, that's okay too. Just don't be, but just be really understanding of your fear and where it's coming from. Yeah. And try smoking a joint with someone <laughs> you don't know. No, that's actually that's a really great one right there. Best way. You will, you will come away with, with a new friend. Absolutely. I almost guarantee you. It'll change your Oh, world. we should start a really cool program. Like right. smoke a J with, I don't know. With like someone you don't know. With a stranger smoke or with something. with a stranger. Yeah. Oh. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Got it. You heard it here first, guys, on uh, Weed and Grub. Thank you, Buck, for coming Thank in. Thank you, my friend. Uh, we love you. I love you, too. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.